The Holy Gospel according to John, the 21st chapter. After he appeared to his followers in Jerusalem, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but his disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go out whenever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Two weeks ago on Easter Sunday morning, with a full house and with resounding organ and choirs and brass and with a beautiful garden in perfect bloom decorating this chancel, we celebrated together the resurrection of Jesus Christ. With Christians all around the world, we exchanged the traditional Easter greeting, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Our celebration of the defeat of death was appropriately big, 
and grand and full of fanfare, and in many ways, it looked nothing at all like how the world received the Lord on his resurrection day. The Bible tells us that on Easter morning, after Mary Magdalene saw the stone rolled away, she ran and told Peter and another disciple, who in turn went to see for themselves. They didn't find Jesus, only an empty tomb and his burial cloth folded and left behind. The Bible also tells us that the other disciple, and I'm going to quote, and this is important, the other disciple saw and believed, saw the empty tomb, that is, saw the folded grave clothes, and believed that Jesus was who he said he was, believed that Jesus had indeed risen from the dead. Now, do you know what this disciple and Peter did next that Easter morning? Do you know what they did immediately after their discovery at the tomb? They went home. They went home. The Bible reads, then the disciples went back to their homes. Apparently, they separated from one another, this disciple and Peter, and each one went on his way to his own house. Granted, they had not seen Jesus, but at least one of them had seen enough to believe that what Jesus had told them was true. The Son of Man would be killed, and after three days would rise. And yet even so, having seen the empty tomb and on some level understanding what it meant, they walked out of the garden and went home, leaving Mary there by herself. And so it was to Mary alone that the resurrected Jesus first appeared. Of course, she immediately went straight to the homes of the disciples, one after another, to share the news, announcing, I have seen the Lord. And you all remember what those disciples did next, right? They locked themselves into a room. They cowered behind closed doors. They hid. Later that same day, Easter evening, Jesus made a second resurrection appearance. He came and he stood among his disciples in that locked room. He showed them the wounds on his hand and his side. He breathed the Holy Spirit into them, and he sent them out into the world to carry on his mission, to do his work, to make a difference, to continue to build the kingdom. Thomas, as you heard last week, wasn't with the others that night. And after the disciples shared the good news of the appearance of the resurrected Christ with him, he famously said, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. That, my friends, is what the first Easter looked like. There was no fanfare. There were no shouts of acclamation. There was no grand celebration. Rather, it was a day marked with isolation and hiding and disbelief. 
in spite of having seen and spoken to and touched the resurrected Christ, in spite of having received the Holy Spirit breathed upon them by their Lord, in spite of having been sent out by Jesus to continue in the ministry to which they had been called and for which they had been trained, it seems that little changed for the disciples, for we find them one week later, one week later, in the same house, with the doors still locked, hiding. The only difference being that Thomas was with them. And that's when Jesus showed up again, making his third resurrection appearance, his second to these same disciples, the first having been to Mary alone. He showed himself to everyone in the room, but it's clear he came especially for, specifically for Thomas. Without a word of judgment for Thomas's unbelief and with what only can be described as pure grace, Jesus said to him, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Now the Bible doesn't say how much time had passed. But as you heard in the gospel reading for today, Jesus made yet another appearance. The good news is that the disciples are no longer locked behind closed doors, but the bad news is, again, very little seems to have changed. We find them on the shore of the Sea of Galilee where they've decided to go fishing. It appears that they've returned to business as usual, picked up where they left off before they were called by Jesus to follow him in the first place and resumed life as they remembered it. They were headed out for a night of work on the water. In the morning, the resurrected Jesus called to the fishermen asking if they'd caught anything. When they answered no, he directed them to cast their nets to the other side of the boat, which they did, and which resulted in a marvelous catch, 153 fish to be exact. Back on the shore, Jesus cooked them a breakfast of fish and bread over a charcoal fire and invited them to eat. After they finished, Jesus turned his attention to Peter and three times asked him if he loved him. Three times Peter answered yes, and three times Jesus directed him to feed his sheep. It's difficult to miss the significance here of the charcoal fire and the three affirmations of love. Remember, it was Peter who denied Jesus three times, one of those times while standing around a charcoal fire. Without any discussion of how Peter, the most eager of the disciples, the leader, without any discussion of that, of how he had let down his Lord, Jesus came to him in grace and enfolded him in his love and called him again into the important and necessary work of discipleship. The final words spoken by Jesus that day were two. Follow me. Do you see the pattern here? After Jesus rose from the dead on Easter morning, the Bible tells us that he kept on showing up. 
He kept on appearing. He kept on making himself visible and known. It's clear, the truth and the power and the meaning of the resurrection was more than any of the disciples could begin to absorb. It was simply too much to take in. It was more than they could comprehend. Maybe it's just like the Apostle Paul said, we can know now, but only in part. As the disciples struggled to understand and make meaning of the resurrection for their lives, they returned to the familiar routine of the ordinary every day, even after having experienced the most extraordinary day ever. And Jesus kept on showing up. Time after time, full of grace, calling them out of isolation, calling them out of hiding, calling them out of doubt, and enfolding them back into faithful discipleship, saying, simply come, follow me. Maybe something about all of this resonates for you. Maybe. Uncertain as to what to do with the resurrection news, you have returned to business as usual. Or maybe you have been tempted to hide, or you have fallen back into everyday routines, or you've lost sight of your great calling to come and follow. If this is true for you, please know that Jesus does not, will not, leave you. He keeps on showing up, still, today. He comes in the bread and the wine, making himself known all over again. He comes in the waters of baptism, making himself present. He comes in the words of scripture, making himself known as the ever-living God. And he comes in the people all around us, the people who need us and those we need in them, in them, every single one of them, God himself is manifest. Jesus will not let any one of us walk away from the resurrection and lock ourselves behind closed doors or go back to our everyday routines. He keeps on showing up. He keeps on enfolding us into his love, and he keeps on bidding us to come and follow. In the name of Jesus, amen.